Welcome to First in Maine, your avenue to living well. I'm Debs here with my amazing co-host Lauren to meet you in the busyness of your everyday life, to pass along some of the insights and wisdom we've gained over the years. Don't try to figure out life alone. We want to connect you to some of the incredible, well-rounded people in our world. They're life coaches, counselors, pastors, physicians, just amazing people who can help you along the way. Each episode, we'll be sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together. Hey guys, today we're going to finish up the series we started talking about with the law of seed time and harvest. We have been talking now for months about the biblical principle of cultivation. What you sow, you will reap. And in many ways, it's really just the avenue to living well. It is, Lauren. And it's just so important that we get a hold of this principle because we live in an instant access age that is full of conveniences. And while our modern way of life is great in so many ways, it does have a downside to it. And I think the downside is it actually makes working for things or waiting on things much harder. Yeah. You know, and the challenge for us is that most of the things that produce a flourishing life are only attainable if they're cultivated. Yeah. That means work and that means time. Right. And so over the past few months, we have talked about the principles of cultivating and the fact that whatever we cultivate in life dominates. We've talked about things such as cultivating a positive attitude, cultivating our health spiritually and physically, cultivating a blessed life financially, um, cultivating good habits, cultivating an environment where kids thrive. And even as the elections have been front and center recently, we did an episode on cultivating a kingdom perspective on voting and politics. We've covered a lot of ground here. We absolutely have. <laughs> and the crazy thing is we barely scratched the surface. Yeah. I think if I could sum up the essence of really all we've been talking about across these episodes, it's this. I would say that the key to living well, just like what you said, is cultivating a biblical perspective in every area of our life. Yeah. You know, it's a lifelong journey. And, you know, when we do this and we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit— as he helps us understand what the truth is, what God's you know perspective is on every area of life, when the Holy Spirit begins to help us apply those principles, his wisdom to our life, then we get the opportunity to live in faith and just expect God to do what he says he will do. And we can expect to receive phenomenal things from God. So today, wherever you are in life, you can start planting seeds in the soil of your need and then trust God to do what He says He'll do. I love Ephesians 3.20. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. You know, His Word is a seed and it's full of power and it will work in you. It will work in your life. But this, you know, the scripture says he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He'll outdo them all. 
for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. So good. You know, just before 2020, I remember I was on the way home. I was driving. It was like one of these super, super dark nights. I was coming home from a discipleship night and I crest the hill and off into the distance, there was this huge neon sign lit up the night sky. And across the sign were these words. It said, elevate your expectations. I see this sign, and it's, like I said, in the middle of just this darkest night. And it honestly took my breath away, because right before that, I was driving along. I was in my head. I was in some ways praying, but in another way, just kind of you know, thinking about all of these things, and I was feeling super emotional. I was just in this place where I couldn't see what God was doing. I was tired, frustrated, and just honestly disheartened feeling like I'd spent so much energy and time serving and sewing, and really in my heart was thinking, was it for, you know, for nothing? Because I just wasn't seeing the results that I thought I would have seen at this point in my life. And I was just kind of like, God, what do I do? Subconsciously, I think. And then imagine cresting this hill and then in the pitch dark night, see this, you know, sign that says, elevate your expectations. And I tell you, in that moment, I genuinely felt like it was the Lord speaking to me. It was kind of like, honey, come on. (laughs) You know, why are you so disheartened? Lift your eyes, lift your head. I'm right here in your darkness speaking to you. Expect me to show up. Expect me to do more than you can imagine. I've promised you that I would come through. So just hold on, lift up your head, lift up your heart, and expect more. And let me tell you, I was so comforted in that moment, but I was also extremely challenged. Here's what I want to say to everybody. At one time or another, we all face dark nights, and oftentimes it's in our souls, There are going to be times where we feel discouraged. We may feel restless or weary. Maybe we're frustrated. I mean, you've been there, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) You may be there now. Um, here's, Here's the deal. It's completely normal. We all go through these times. We face feelings, and we especially will face these kind of feelings when we're doing the work of cultivating. So whenever we feel like this, it's so important to actually cultivate our faith. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 23, 18 says, Surely, surely there is a future and a reward. Your hope and your expectation will not be cut off. Something I've learned over the years is this. Discouragement is always greatest when breakthrough is closest. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever you're the weakest, God's grace is the strongest. So today... We're really wanting to just say, cultivate your faith, yeah. elevate your expectations, because anytime you're in the process of the sowing and reaping, part of cultivation is the cultivation of faith. You may have planted a seed, you did it in faith, but you've got to cultivate that seed yeah. um, in faith. It's so true. And I love that you said that discouragement is always greatest when breakthrough is the closest. Yeah. That is something I just recently witnessed. Yeah. I, I just went through this with my mom. She had a 
total hip replacement about three weeks ago. And her recovery wasn't going as great or as fast as we had hoped. You know, so many people told us, oh, the hip replacement surgery is easy. The recovery's great. She'll be up and walking in no time. We're like, okay, awesome. This is good. And so it didn't really necessarily happen that way for my mom. And when I go back and I think about it, she had surgery at like 1030 in the morning. And at 230, they were giving her a walker and making her walk around and do a lot of exercises and getting her back up and moving and um, sent her home. So she gets home and she rested and she did some physical therapy appointments and then had a follow-up at the doctor's office. And going to the follow-up appointment was just, it was hard. She actually walked up the stairs and twisted her leg right after surgery, and it just caused a lot of pain for her. Mm. And so she didn't do a lot of the exercises that she probably should have been doing in that in that time. And um, she just rested. And because she rested and that um, muscle didn't get worked out and stretched the way that it probably should have, she felt defeated. It was hard for her to walk. It was hard for her to move. She was hurting and she just felt, she felt like a failure and she felt like she just wasn't where she needed to be to the point where she felt like she should never have had this surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was tough. So um, this past Sunday, Sunday morning, um, I spent the night with her Saturday night. We got up and we did church on TV. We put TV on and watched church service together. My mom was really into the service. I mean, she was... In her prayer, she was worshiping. I mean, you can tell she was into it. She was crying. We get done with this service, and my mom says to me, okay, let's go up the stairs. I'm ready to go upstairs. Oh, come on. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Uh, Okay, let's do it. And do you know, Debs, she walked up those stairs like a champ. Not only did she walk up them, but she came back down them like a champ. That's awesome. It was amazing. And to me... God met her just right where she was. Absolutely. She was at that point where she was ready to like break down. She was ready to give up. She felt defeated. She felt frustrated. And right there is where God met, met her for her breakthrough. He is so good at yeah. doing that. Yeah. Man, when you say that, it makes me think about 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul is talking and he's saying that um, God says to us, you know, his grace is sufficient. Yeah. Right that his power is actually perfected in our weakness. Yes. And he learned that. And he went on to say, I'll boast more gladly in my weakness because when I do that, that's when the power of Christ actually rests on me. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. And, you know, oftentimes that's where God meets us is in those places where we feel the weakest. That's when we get to actually experience the amazing grace and the strength of God. So guys, you know, maybe that's you today. Maybe you're out there and you just really, you needed to turn something on and get a little bit of encouragement. We all have times like that. I just want you to know God's grace, it will always shine the brightest in the darkest places in your life. That's just who God is. And we just want to encourage you today to do what the Bible talks about. There's a place in Isaiah, and it talks about putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Another translation talks about um, putting on the garment of praise for a disheartened spirit. And that's a practice that, you know, Jesus came to 
give us the garment of praise. Mm-hmm. You know, he teaches us like it's something that we have been given that we can do that and it will actually shift something in our lives. And so as your mom was listening to the word and putting on her praise, you mm-hmm. know, something shifted that heaviness in heart and spirit moved and then she was able to like get up from that place and like I can do it. Yeah. You know, that's the power of praise. You know, obviously we're approaching Thanksgiving week and I just really want to encourage you to start today cultivating your faith again by just wrapping yourself in a garment of praise. Think about it like the weather's turning cold. So think about like getting up and just wrapping yourself in a warm, cozy blanket, or maybe you've got a, you're looking out and it's pretty windy and you've heard that it's going to be quite chilly and you want to put on a coat, you know, to keep you warm and protect you. That's what praise will do for us. And so, you know, I want to challenge you this week, every day to spend at least 15 minutes dwelling on the faithfulness and goodness of God. I mean, stop what you're doing. Quick, get your eyes off what is happening, whatever the situation looks like, what it may feel like, what it seems like. Quit thinking about those things and put your attention on God. Start thinking about who He is. Start reflecting on how powerful He is, how great He is, how good He is. Think about His nature. And as you do that, then just start praising Him and just watch how your feelings will start to shift and just watch what He actually does for you because God loves turning our breakdowns into breakthroughs. Yes. And even just hearing you say that, after my mom walked up the stairs, she just kept on saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When she came down the stairs, oh, thank you, Jesus. And she kept on repeating it. And from that point forward, my mom just, her whole attitude shifted. Yeah, She went from feeling defeated, I can't, it hurts, to I got this. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's move. I'm doing good. Yay. You know, and you can just see that shift. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. I also remember a time um, when I was feeling kind of like defeated. I was feeling like I was breaking down a little bit. It was back when my dad passed away. Man, that was just such a a tough time. He had um, an incurable cancer. It was a cancer of the blood plasma. It was called multiple myeloma. And there's like 10 different strands of this. I mean, it could be more or less nowadays, you know, if science changes. But my dad had the most aggressive strand of multiple myeloma. And um, he fought, he fought it hard, even though he had the most express, even though he had the most aggressive one, he was put in remission twice. So he fought, he got put in remission twice. And then third time it came back. And it was just, it was ugly and it was hard and he was tired and um, he left his last doctor appointment and um, opted out of all of his chemo treatments at that Mm. point. He said, I'm just, I'm not doing it anymore. That was really tough as, you know, his daughter hearing him say that like, no, daddy, you got to keep going. You got to keep going, you know, but uh, trying to accept the fact that he was ready to be done. That was hard. I'm sure. Yes. Obviously, I'm leaving a lot of details out here (laughs) um, because I'm trying to keep this short, but he left that doctor's appointment at Emory and two weeks later, he passed away. And I literally felt his last breath. I felt his pulse just fade away. And it was 
was horrific for me. I'm I sure. remember um, I was right there next to my dad. My mom was right there. My grandmother was in town from Ohio sitting next to him. We had just called um, my uncles to come upstairs, and all of us were standing around my dad at this point. And I had always thought that maybe I was going to like help be strong for my mom, but it was not like that at all. When my dad, when I felt that last breath happen, I just collapsed on his body, and I just cried. And my mom was the one that pulled me up, mm-hmm. and she was the one that helped me through that. And so... I was feeling pretty bad, feeling pretty low. I was um, emotional. And that was one of those times where God met me for my breakthrough. And he really just helped elevate me and lift me up and encouraged me and just loved me. And I could feel the comfort that he had over me. Mm-hmm. And shortly after this, I met a friend um, and we started a ladies Bible study together. Um, It started at her house, and then it moved over to the church that we were going to, and then eventually I led that Bible study. We had up to almost 50 women in this Bible study at one time. It's awesome. It was really cool. Um, During that same time, that's when um, I went into certification as a life coach. Um, I started dating my husband, and you know we got married shortly after that. And when I think back to that particular time where I had just heaviness on me, sadness, depression, all these amazing things came right after it. Mm. And when I think about like how how all that transpired and how all that happened, there was only one thing that I can think of that was the common denominator in all of this. And that was the time that I began doing devotions morning and night. Mm. I was using the YouVersion Bible app. Uh-huh. And it's the one thing that just got me through every single day. At nighttime, it was the last thing I did before I went to bed. In the morning, it's the first thing I did when I got up. And the more I talked to God, the more I studied His Word, the more I did these devotions, I feel like the more God gave to me. Yeah, I mean, He really did. He gave me so much more joy and love and peace. And, you know, I... I I mean, between getting my husband's and a certification, he made my life better. I mean, he made it good for me. Yeah. And I came out of feeling bad to just feeling good. That's right. Well, in the scripture, I love that you shared that because that's the power of the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Yeah. And hearing comes by the word. Mm-hmm. And so God was cultivating your faith in that season when you really were downcast. I mean, yeah. you were you had gone through such a significant loss. And when you spend time in God's word, he he lifts your soul. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you never know the word that he's going to speak to you. And I love that you did it morning and night. Yeah. Um that's so um important, especially. I mean, it's important all the time. Mm-hmm. But especially when we find ourselves in places where we are discouraged or are feeling restless, when, you know, when we're just off. Yeah. You know, that is the time to get into the word of God. That is the time to cultivate your faith, to put on that garment of praise because yeah. it shifts something in you because it's supernatural. Yeah. It, it, it was it was amazing how it helped me. And I think with the app too. 
you can go in there and choose what you want to study. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I did all the grieving devotions that I could possibly go through first. You know, I got through that and that really helped lift me. And then I, whatever I was feeling next, I just went into that next topic and it just, it, it did. It changed, changed my life. Yeah. Engaging with the word of God absolutely changes our lives. And it does another, you know, it gives us perspective Yeah, because when we go through things, we have a tendency to see things right in front of us and we have that, um, what, what's that expression? You can't see the forest for the trees. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. You know, so oftentimes we're so fixated on what's right in front of us. We don't have that aerial perspective of like this greater picture. Right. And one of the things the Lord does through just engaging with Him in prayer and in the Word is He will lead us to these scriptures and He helps us helps us lift our perspective from just what's right in front of us to who he is and mm-hmm. how great he is and what is, you know, in the future. And he obviously identifies and helps us. He understands Jesus. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. He was fully God, but he was fully man. He understands our emotions. Yeah. You know, he carried emotions. He experienced emotions. And so he knows how to meet us in just the places of our our humanness. Yeah. So wonderful thing. Well, you know, I love um, Ecclesiastes 3.1. It says, there's a season, a time appointed for everything and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. And just kind of want to bring everybody back to that, just to remember that there are seasons and there is an appointed season that God will fulfill His purpose and uh he will fulfill the things that he has planned for you. Wherever you are right now is not the end all, the be all. Mm. And it goes on in Ecclesiastes and it says, God makes everything beautiful in its time. And so God appoints, he doesn't disappoint. And, you know, when we're talking about this concept, this principle of sowing and reaping, you know, it tells us to not grow weary in well doing. Because in due season, or another translation would say, at the appointed time, you're going to reap. You know, God has a calendar, and there's an appointed time, there's an appointed season for your breakthrough, for the clouds to break, and for the sun to come shining Mm -hmm. through, for light to come. And that's something that you want to hold on to. And in the meantime, from the time that like you've sown in an area, until the time you actually reap, that's a period, and oftentimes it can feel like a very a dark period, mm-hmm. where you get to cultivate your faith. You get to cultivate your expectations. And part of doing that is remembering, okay, there's a time, there's a season, there's a time for sowing, there's a time for re- reaping, but God is going to make everything beautiful in its time. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of like where the phrase... Um, dream big comes from in a way, yeah. you know, we hear that all the time, dream big, dream big. And because we set ourselves up for something bigger than ourselves when we do that. Yeah. And when you're dreaming big, you're dreaming of something that just seems impossible, right? And then that gives us the motivation that we need to make changes or to cultivate the lifestyle that we need to have to take the actions to get us to that dream. Right. 
And I think also it kind of forces us to surrender our dreams to God too, um, to give it to Him and to have faith in Him when it comes to those big dreams that we have. You know, it goes back to what you always say. We have our part and then God has His part. And when we partner with Him, amazing things can happen. Absolutely. So, you know, no matter what your current situation looks like or feels like today, we just want to assure you that God will not disappoint you. You will never be disappointed in God's appointed time. He is always on time. That I was just <laughs> going to say that. you. It reminded me of back a long time ago, you were preaching at a sisterhood event. Uh-huh. And um, you said this phrase, and I don't know if it was a quote or if this was from you or from the Holy Spirit, but you said, um, God is never late. He's right on time. Come on. It's like, I'll never forget that because so often are we just waiting and waiting and waiting and we're like, okay, God, why are you taking so long? But he's not taking so long. He is right on time and we know it when it happens. We're like, ah, I am so glad that this happened now and not right. when I wanted it to. Oh my goodness. Hindsight is twenty twenty, people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when you're in the middle of this and when you're just coming into a relationship with the Lord and even when you've been walking with Him, I mean, we're just human. Yeah. You know, that's the bottom line. It's so easy to get so fixated on, you know, where we are and how we're feeling and just our own, like, little square in perspective. Mm -hmm. But God's got a much bigger picture. Remember, Isaiah tells us again that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are higher than ours. I mean, He knows what He's doing. This journey of life is learning how to trust Him. And we can trust Him Mm -hmm. because He is always on time and He's always working a much bigger plan. And, you know, that's part of maturing in Christ is you go through experiences and you wrestle and you stress and you fret and you worry and you don't understand and you get frustrated and all that kind of stuff. And then bam, just like you said, God comes through and you're like, man, (laughs) it's amazing. Like, wow. And you think you'll remember it, right? You just think that you're going to get that and next time's going to be different. But sure enough, you know, you go through something else and you find yourself back in that place. And that is where He grows us up, Mm -hmm. and it's just a process, and it takes time. And I can speak now in confidence after walking with Him for as many years. I now know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God's never early. (laughs) 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 He's never late, but He is always right on time. Yeah, And, you know, Galatians tells us, don't grow weary. Mm -hmm. You know, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't become discouraged, you know, because at the proper time, at that appointed time, that due season, that mm-hmm. right season, you're going to reap yeah. if you don't give in. Yes. Oh, man. I feel like you're calling me out today. I have one more story, if that's okay. Yes, sure. <laughs> This is another recent story. I love it. Um, right before the pandemic hit, I was offered a job as a salon educator And this was like a life goal for me, okay? I remember that. Um, I was super excited about this. And, and, you know, a lot of hairstylists, they aspire to like have their own salon. Um, For me, I just wanted to be an educator in the industry. I just wanted to like teach other hairstylists. I wanted to teach them everything I knew to help them become good hairstylists. And so um, I became an educator in the fall of 2018. And in 2019, I was um, invited to the Birmingham Hair Show to teach 
Let me tell you That's something. That's a big deal. That is a really big deal. It is a big yes. deal. And being on stage at a hair show, I mean, there are thousands of hairstylists that come out to these shows. And being on stage and teaching at a hair show isn't just like a hairstylist, like career goal. That's, that is like a dream. That was me dreaming big one day, okay? Mm-hmm. And so they don't just put anybody up on the stage. So when, they, when I got asked to go do this, I mean, I was freaking out. <laughs> I was really excited. And I was like literally living the dream. <laughs> well, then 2020 happens. Okay. And it was like, that was the end of that. Yeah. You know, I got to go to my hair show. I got to have the dream and bye. Boom. See you later. <laughs> yes. And so most of 2020 and most of 2021, I mean, all of 2020 and most of 2021, educators were not allowed to go into salons. We were not allowed to teach in big groups. We couldn't really even like teach, teach. We couldn't get close to people. Mm. And so, um, during that time, we um, lost one of our directors. We gained a new one. We lost that director. We gained a new one. And um, salons weren't booking education. Everyone was kind of afraid to do that. At one particular point, I even called um, the company and I was like, hey, you know, am I still a legit educator? <laughs> like, am I <laughs> yeah. still hired to do this? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> so, anyways, fast forward to 2022. I'm enjoying all my extra time off. I'm not teaching on Mondays. I'm not traveling. I've got more free time for friends and family and- Leisure Lauren. Leisure Lauren. (laughs) That is right. (laughs) And um, all of a sudden, I get a request to teach. Now, I should have been excited about it. Debs, I wasn't. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't. I was like, man, it's been like three years since I've done this. And Mm -hmm. I had gotten comfortable- like not doing those things. And I was just like, I just don't really know if I want to do that anymore. And it's been so long. And, but then I went back and I thought about all that big dreaming that I had, Mm -hmm. all these aspirations that I had for myself, all these things that I feel like God put in me, you know, things that I really wanted. And so I went ahead and I just said, you know what, let me just go ahead and request it. I'll, I'll figure it out later requested it. I go out to teach. I travel. And it just reopened all those doors for me. And Mm. it just, the time maybe wasn't then because of, you know, 2020 kind of stopped it all. Right. But it could be now. And things are opening back up and I'm feeling that excitement again and I'm ready to get out there and move. And I am so glad I did not give in. I am so glad that I did not get tired and weary and give in because I'm seeing things happen from that now, and I'm just so grateful for it. That's so awesome. I love that. You never know. Yeah, you don't. And all glory to God. I mean, because. And good on you for doing it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we got to come back to. Exactly. I mean, here's (laughs) the thing, y'all. Oftentimes, it's those moments. If we could learn how to manage our emotions. Yeah. Many times when we feel not to do it, mm-hmm. that's often the times we really need to do it. Yeah. Because there's something attached to it. Yeah. Let me just tell you this really quick and then I'll stop talking, I promise. <laughs> no, no, no. I so love when it. I went to Birmingham to mm-hmm. teach, I finished up the class. Um, I was actually teaching at a cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. One of the instructors, she walked out of the room. I was finishing up the class with these um, students. Afterwards, she came back. She goes, I'm so sorry I left the room. That was really rude of me. But I wanted to um, get on the phone quick and tell one of my um, friends who owns a salon nearby to get 
to have you come to her salon. How about that? And I was like, oh, awesome. Thank you. She goes, no, this is somebody very special. And I really want you to meet her. She has a contract with Disney (gasps) and she does movie star hair. She literally did hair for the Hunger Games. Like, wow! seriously, the, hunger, the hair for Hunger Games is amazing. If, if it, you've oh, seen those movies. I, I, yes. I don't even <laughs> yes, have words right yes. now. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Like That's something for me. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I was at a moment where I just felt tired. I didn't want to do it. But I, I'm feeling like that breakthrough that I really was looking for and hoping for prior to 2020, it uh-huh. might be right here, right around the corner for me. I think it is. Yeah. So, you, you mean... I don't know if I'm really going to go to the salon and meet this person. I'm praying that I do. Mm-hmm. She made the phone call. She apologized for leaving the class because she really wanted me to meet this person. Yeah. Um, it's in Birmingham. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll leave it in God's hands. But that was really exciting. That's absolutely exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how just taking that one step, look at all the different things that are opening mm-hmm. and just awakening that promise in you again. Yeah. And that's what the Lord, you know, he understands that we do get weary. Yeah. He understands that we have that temptation to kind of give up, but he through his spirit will give you that prompt, give you that push yeah. and fan that flame. Yeah. That's so good. I love yeah. that, Lauren. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks for letting me share. I felt like I've talked a lot about all my testimonies. No, I love it. I love it. That's what this is about. Real life, you know, personal experiences of how yeah. this practically gets played out in our lives. Mm. You know, so look, coming back just to this idea of breakthrough being right on the horizon, we never know. At the end of the day, there's always that due season. God's got us. He's got it in His hands. And, you know, what we are saying today is in this meantime between kind of maybe where you've dreamed what you've thought, maybe areas of your life where you've sown, or maybe you know that there's like need, put on praise. Just get your mind on who God is. I love um, this story in First Chronicles chapter 14. It's in verses 10 through 11, and then you can read also in Second Samuel verses um, chapter 5, verses 20. But one of the things, you know, we're saying is like, meditate on who God is. Well, one of the ways you are able to do that is learning about who God is. And the way that we do that is through these stories that we find in the Bible. And in this place, um, in Chronicles, we find God described as the Lord of breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. He's the Lord who burst through. And I love um, this passage in Chronicles because it tells the story of David when he defeats the Philistines. And the interesting thing, y'all can, you know, go and read it on your own, but victory comes to him when he's positioned in a very unique place to receive, you know, this breakthrough. Where is David? He's in a valley. And, you know, a valley for me oftentimes represents those, just those kind of like those depressions. Yeah, the lows. (laughs) Those lows, right, that we have in our life. But the scripture says David came to... um, uh, Bel Perazim, I think is how you say it. <laughs> we'll just say that's how you say it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but that word actually means the Lord of breakthroughs. Ah. Okay. So he comes to this place where it's where the Lord is going to break through and he defeats the Philistines. I love that. You know, so I just want you to 
think about it, that God is always leading us to places where he's going to show us that he's the master of mm-hmm. of the breakthrough, mm-hmm. our breakthroughs. And he is a God who turns our valleys into places of victory and our troubles into places of triumph. That's who God is. Mm-hmm. So when you're thinking about putting on that garment of praise, when you're thinking about cultivating your faith, get into these stories that, um, re- you know, and read about the ways God shows up. He is the God of breakthroughs. And when you start meditating on that and thinking about that, like, God, this is who you are. Yeah. You are a God of breakthrough, and it doesn't matter what it looks like. And I know I might be in a valley, but this is the very place that I believe through the Word of God I'm actually positioned yeah. to f- understand you and get a revelation that you're the master of breakthroughs. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. So if you're out there today and you find yourself in that valley, that low place, just know you're actually in a great position to receive from the God of breakthroughs. Yeah, I love Jesus. that. I love that, Debs. <laughs> and you know, if you think about it, most valleys have some type of water that runs through it, right? Yeah. Like a stream or a river of some type. And what do we know Jesus to be? The living water. Yeah. The water of life. We read that in um, John chapter four. It's like we see it again in, later in John chapter seven. And so when we feel like we are in a valley, when we're just like in a really low place, a depression, like you were saying, we can remember that there's fresh water nearby. It's just like a bubbling stream nearby. You know, Jesus is near and um, he's ready to give us hope. He absolutely is. You know, so guys, cultivate your faith. Do it by drawing from the word of God. Meditate on the character of God and talk to yourself. I mean, I have to talk to myself. Debbie, (laughs) do it too. (laughs) Get your praise on, you know, and go put on worship music and just shift my focus. And every time I do, the Holy Spirit always meets me in that place and He always shifts something on the inside of me. Guys, this is how we cultivate our faith. We draw from the living water, Jesus the Word of God. We meditate on His promises. We focus on His greatness and His goodness. I mean, wake up in the morning, first thing, and just start cultivating praise throughout the day. Talk to yourself, for goodness sake. (laughs) You know, David did that. You know, soul, why are you downcast? Hope in God, right? You know, so over the next week, leading into Thanksgiving, I just really want to challenge all of you to set your heart and mind on elevating your expectations of what God can do in your life. You know, as we wrap up today, I would love to just speak some words over you, make some declarations over you in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, here I go. All right, you know, if you're not driving down the road, you know, close your eyes, maybe open up your hands. If you're driving, you know, maybe lift up one hand, whatever. But just, you know, just posture your heart and open your heart to receive um, the things that I speak over you today, all right, in faith. Um, God, I declare over every single person listening today, seasons of breakthrough in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for supernatural strength to be infused 
into their inner man so that they will not grow weary while they wait for their due season to come forth. Instead, I declare that they will cultivate your promises and they will day by day go grow stronger in faith and that they will wrap themselves in praises to you and that their expectation will not be cut off because you are a God who richly rewards those who stay fast in the faith, that hold on, that don't quit, that don't give up. And Lord, I just pray that right now there would be a renewal of joy over every single person's soul, their mind, their will, their emotions, as well as a deep satisfaction and contentment. Let it take hold of their soul and settle upon them. I declare every need they have met in the name of Jesus. I declare health over their physical body, health over their emotional well-being, and peace, God, to their minds. And I release right now all of your resources, all of heaven's resources, to come to them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Des. (laughs) My pleasure. Well, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving, safe travels, a time of family, faith, feast, and fun. We cannot wait to meet you back here again at First and Main, your avenue to living well.